This is Customer Conversations, where ANZ customers share the unique stories of success, challenges, and what can be learnt along the way. Metro Food Co. is one of the fastest growing companies in Australia. Since it was founded in October 2017, Metro Food Co. has been combining health food with lifestyle and fitness advice for millennials and their kids, and has grown its range to more than 80 products. With a strong connection to their customers through their Keep It Cleaner social media communities, Metro Food Co. works to ensure they're delivering the products their customers really want and adapt quickly to customer feedback. Tom Payton, CEO of Metro Food Co., sat down with Mark Hand, Group Executive Australia at ANZ, to discuss some of the challenges in starting a business, understanding your customers and how to healthily grow your company. So, Tom, thanks for joining us today. Let's start by talking a little bit about the Metro Food Company. Tell us how you got started. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, Metro Food Co., we started this business back in June 2017. Myself and, and Jim, who's, who's one of my business partners, we saw the rise of uh, how young entrepreneurial people were using communities to grow brands and, and successfully educate people about how to improve health from a holistic perspective. And um, we reached out to Steph Claire Smith and Laura Henshaw, who developed this fantastic brand in Keep It Cleaner. You know, we've expanded through a number of different categories now. I guess we probably started with Bliss Balls. And uh, essentially, Bliss Balls are just, it makes healthy snacking more accessible. And we launched with some kombuchas and fermented vegetables, and we really focused on delivering probiotics. There's a big trend on focusing on gut health and improving health in that way. And we actually originally tried to pitch them a different opportunity. It was in gluten-free bread and promoting that for us. And the conversation very quickly steered to the fact that the girls were passionate about developing a range of grocery products so that they could make healthy living more accessible to everyday Australians. And um, from there, we, we took the idea and, and we started to build out a business model. And uh, October that year, we were, we were launched in Coles, which was fantastic. Do you think that was your big break, getting into a, a big distribution capability like that? Yeah, I think so. I think for, for a small business, whilst it can put some pressures on you know, working capital and cash flow. To pick up a big customer like Coles to start with is, is pretty beneficial. You know, the, distri- the distribution model and logistics setup is, is quite favourable in the volumes and quantities that you're able to deliver and you can get better efficiencies back in the manufacturing side so that um, you can work on, on getting the cost where it needs to be to, to meet the, the consumer's demand, I guess. When we receive feedback from the community and we get to talk about innovation and moving quickly with the retailers, one of our, one of our uh, core strengths is we are able to move faster than some of the multinationals. We're a lot more nimble, less stage gates probably to move through. And um, so when we get feedback from our community about products or subcategories that they want us to enter, um, we can move into them quite quickly and, and we leverage a large amount of um, contract manufacturers, which allows us to do that. And we've previously entertained the idea of, of buying machinery and setting up a big warehouse but we feel that that might put the blinkers on a little bit whereas when you've got so many manufacturing companies both in Australia and abroad your manufacturing capabilities are extensive so we've now got 85 products across five different categories in the in the retail landscape we're hoping that'll grow beyond 100 by by the end of this financial year and the only way that we can really achieve that I think is by utilizing other manufacturing facilities capabilities in in those areas 
And you mentioned the community. Who is the community that you've tapped into? Yeah, look, Steph and Laura have done an incredible job. They've built a community of predominantly females. Um, millennial females would be the large, largest part of that community who essentially have been looking for role models um, who can really sort of help share some of their old scar tissue when they were growing up as young girls and, and educate that audience that you know, visual appearance isn't the most important thing. It's, it's about being comfortable in your own skin and making a healthy lifestyle accessible for, for that audience. And I think the fact that they've built up so much trust and it's through transparency and talking about all of their old issues that they faced as young girls, where there is this fantastic community now, which is incredibly receptive and the way that community look after each other specifically is, is incredible to watch. It sounds like you had good intuition around which market you want to go after. Did you do any specific market research to, to try and fine-tune that offering? Again, we've got a fantastic opportunity where Steph and Laura, you know, I, I say it's fantastic because they facilitate so much open communication with, with consumers both in Australia and abroad. Um, but we're able to understand what their core consumer want through the feedback we receive in the community. And we listen to that community on a daily basis and we take all of their advice on board, which has been phenomenal. I mean, we, we launch products and, you know, their feedback is very black and white and that's as painful as some of it is. It's, it's really helpful. It guides us in the right direction. And we've reformulated products and, and taken products back to market off the back of that feedback very quickly. So they act as an, as an incredible irony for us as to what's in the market and what, what consumers are looking for and, and we'll act on it almost all the time. And is that risky to bring a product to market and then have to take it off? Is that a costly exercise? Yeah, yeah, it is a bit of a costly exercise. When we first launched the brand, we were really open to bringing, you'd almost call it risky innovation to, uh, to Australia's retail landscape. And we did that because, I mean, the girls combined reach is over 2 million now which means that we've got an incredible opportunity to educate consumers about that, that innovation. Don't get me wrong, there's, there's a number of products that just simply haven't worked, but we've given it a crack. And I think, I think that's, you know, that's well received in, in the retail space, that we're a brand who's willing to have a go at, at categories that people probably wouldn't play in until someone had paved that way. Um, but yeah, it can cost a bit if you get something wrong, but um, it also does allow opportunities for growth, I guess, if you get, if you get the right one. So 2017 is not, not that long ago, but you've got some, um, some pretty healthy turnover, some uh, big customer base. And what are some of the big challenges that's maybe even surprised you when you set up? I think the big thing that's probably caught us off guard is we were taking every opportunity to grow and we probably didn't model that out all that well. So we almost grew ahead of our own means, and, and that's exciting. There was, there was a great opportunity to grow, and retailers threw us a huge amount of opportunity, and, and they really trusted us in developing products. But as we started to grow more, we realised that the working capital pressures were increasing. You launch more products, you have to build up your inventory, and, and, uh, and as you do that, you, you almost forget the cash requirements that are there. And, I think understanding understanding what sort of models you need to have in place with uh, with the bank in this instance, ANZ, is, is crucial and, and fortunately we had the right support but you can see how some companies would, would come unstuck if there wasn't enough sophistication behind the scenes to manage that cash flow component. 
Yeah. Growing pains is a, a common theme amongst all our customers, whether it's trying to find growth that they can't get or growing too fast, or even you, you mentioned uh, Cole's over-reliance on one big customer, which puts your business at jeopardy if they were to sort of pull out from you. So um, it sounds like you've navigated those, uh, those pretty well. What's changed in terms of the way you set yourself up, your operating model, your operating rhythm for the business? What, what's evolved in that space? We've probably gone through a pretty good stage of evolution just recently with the appointment of a new company chairman, brought on board a financial controller, and they're previously roles that we would outsource. And we're trying to resource our everyday staff, the engine room, we're trying to resource ahead of growth. But the, the recent appointment of our chairman, Greg Ellery, has um, brought a lot of sophistication to the business. And probably the thing that we need right now, we're about to go into another wave of growth and without someone steering the ship who's been through all of this and, and is able to share their scar tissue, uh, the truth is we can sometimes behave a little bit like modern cowboys and we might take up opportunities that just wouldn't be the smartest. So um, we've got really good vision and, and uh, a great captain now. It's good to have the advice from um, greyhead people. I'm a big advocate for it and increasingly so. <laughs> so um, what, what, what advice would you give to, to other people that are sort of starting a business similar to yours or even another industry? I mean, rapid growth, what's developing is a really big success story. What are you going to say to the, to the, the next Tom that walks through the door and, and suggests they're about to start a business? I'd say strap in. It's a, it's a wild wave of emotions. Um, I think probably the one thing that's worked really well for us is we've surrounded ourselves with people who complement our negative skill sets. So, I mean, Jim and myself, when we first went into partnership, we've got very unique skill sets and neither of them necessarily overlap. And that allows us to both play in different fields. Um, Steph and Laura bring an incredible marketing asset to the business. They apply their own lens over absolutely everything that's ever launched from a grocery perspective. Nothing can hit the shelves without their approval on manufacturing process, the type of packaging it's in, if it's sustainable enough, the ingredients, where the ingredients are sourced from. And that lens that they apply ends up helping us manufacture products that develop a huge amount of trust. So. No one's really stepping on anyone's feet. And I think that we've really, we started with a solid team from day one where everyone brought something different to the table. So that would be my advice and probably understand your weaknesses. Yeah, great advice. And, and what's next? What's next? Um, look, we've still got a huge amount of work, I think, to do in Australia. Um, if, we can, if we can start to grow our presence through a number of independents in Australia, we've got good, good exposure and in petrol convenience and, and fantastic support from both Coles and Woolworths. And then once we get, um, once we get our backyard really under control, we'll, we've got big focuses on where we're going to grow from an export perspective. And those trips with, uh, with ANZ on those delegations are fantastic because it opens your eyes up to how other markets behave and, and the cultural barriers that we're going to face when we try to enter those areas. You know, we need to focus, we need to focus on that. But I think the Southeast Asia area, Vietnam, Malaysia, Hong Kong, Singapore, uh, they're all very exciting areas and we've had a crack at the UK. 
we're going to have to have another crack at it. Right. If that gives you, a, it didn't quite go as we planned, but um, they're probably the areas that we'll look to focus on, I'd say. Look, it's a great success story. We're certainly proud to have you as a customer. We're glad we've been able to help you along the way, sort of develop your business. But, you know, I think those lessons that you talk about, the willingness to innovate product and pull it if it fails to, to test your market, you've clearly got a, a very good understanding of your target market and, and what type of product's going to resonate there. And then I think that taking advice of a, of a chairman and having an external voice that helps steer you through some things that you haven't been through as a young business is great advice to anyone that's starting a small business. Tom, thanks very much for your time. Thanks, Mark. Cheers. That was Mark Hand, Group Executive Australia at ANZ, speaking with ANZ customer Tom Payton from Metro Food Co. Music is inspired by Kevin McLeod. To learn more, visit news.anz.com forward slash customer conversations and tell us what you think. I'm Gemma Simpson, digital producer and editor. Please join me again next time for more customer conversations with ANZ. Music.